Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Breaks Radio. I know, I know we missed a week. We had too many tef- technical difficulties last week. Hopefully this week goes a lot smoother. Um, it's it's your boy, CEO Hayes, and uh, my co-host are also in the building. What's going on, uh, Baylor the Great? Sunshine. <laughs> Summertime. Rub it Everything's in. Everything's good. Rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> and my partner uh, also experiencing this terrible rainy-ass weather. Miss Mary Almonte is in the building. What's going on? Yeah, what up? Trying to stay dry. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, we our episode didn't make it to air last week. We did record one for you guys, but it was really too choppy to put out there. So one of the topics that we did discuss on there uh, that we're going to rediscuss this week, just off the strength because I want to talk about it. So Nas revealed the lost tapes too, guys. I know we already had this conversation, so I know it's gonna it may be difficult to get the energy back up to talk about it again. But are you guys excited for uh, a new lost tapes from Nas? I am excited, but I'm a little scared. Um, Nas is like my fave of all time, um, which I, you know, I definitely said last week, but don't think I ever said that before. Um, And I think that opens up a rabbit hole here. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but yeah, so I basically am just concerned that he keep his legacy intact. Um, But I've been hearing that this project is going to all be works that were previously recorded. So that makes me feel a little bit more optimistic about it. That's good. You know, you saying that makes sense. This is lost tape. So if it's like, but then again, if it's stuff that got left off an album of his, it still makes me concerned. But maybe that's just me. Baylor, what do you think? I'm ready for it. You know what I'm saying? So I saw the promo video on IG. I thought it was dope. Um, I think I asked if that was going to be like his, the album cover or whatever. So if if so, you know, you know, it's nice. You know, I think I I, I think the argument that we had, I didn't like his last album, um, but I think this is going to be for some reason. I think this is going to be a better a better project. So I'm here for it. I I, re- I liked his last album. I didn't. I was mad that it was only seven tracks, but I I enjoyed it. Mary, did you like uh, Nazir? Mm. I mean, it wasn't my favorite Nas album, but Nas can never put out trash to me. <laughs> so it was all right. Hey, Adam and Eve is still my joint. So, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed that album, but it is what it is. Um, I think I, I, I'm interested to see, like, what the production is going to be like on this album. Like, who whose beats did he have? Who did he work with? Like, because if, if this is Lost Tapes and his music from, like, they got left off his albums. It could be anywhere between Kanye to Puffy to God knows who else. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see like what the production value is and who who produced what and how long the album is as well. 
And, and you know what? That's been one of the biggest Nas storylines, like of his career, is his, is his production. Some people liked it, some people didn't care for it. Uh, some people are in the middle. So yeah, that is an interesting thing to think about is the production. Mary, who's your favorite producer for Nas to work with? Who would I want him to work with? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know. That's this a, is a loaded question. Like right now, or just. A, <laughs> Just period. You know, I got so many. Period. If you had to pick any producer in history to sit down and craft a Nas album, who would it be? Ooh, the whole album. God, see, you just keep you keep adding <laughs> on, <laughs> making you think. I ain't taking it easy on you this week. But but you know what? But you know what? Because I've seen the chemistry with Jay Z, and I want something different. I would like to see him either work with um, DJ Quick. Because it'd be mm. different. Ooh, ooh, I like that. That'd one. Be, that'd I like be that crazy one. Crazy right there, Mary. What about you? Yeah, damn. This is a hard one. Um, ooh, I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I was, I was. So I'm a real fan of Cool and Dre okay. in the production uh, world. Okay, I like that. And yeah, so I mean, I would love to see something like that happen. Um, there's also another producer who I know personally who he's worked on a lot of shit, but I don't know how known he is like mainstream, but his name's Buddha, the future. And first of all, everybody should watch out for him. But secondly, um, I think he would finesse a Nas album. So okay. yeah, my pick would be a prime Dr. Dre. Sheesh. Yeah. That's, that's hard. Like a like a like a uh uh a, a death row era, Dr. Dre just locked in the in the studio with Nas, I think will be a classic. Nothing less than mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Shoot. I think every every artist that come out that has came out would want to work with uh Dre. I remember Jewel Santana begging for a Dr. Dre beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know who who funny funny enough, like some of the let me not say some of the best Nas verses, but surprisingly Anytime Nas linked up with Little John, I loved it. That's it. Just think back on it. What was was that? Was that Crunk Juice mm, that had two Nas two Nas verses on it? I can't remember. Might have been. I was going back right there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, talk, just, what about Nas and Swiss Beats? Have they ever worked together? Ooh, I want I want That'd be crazy if they didn't, right? But I don't know. I mean, when in Swiss's early career, he was just totally kind of devoted to Rough Riders. Yeah. Um, So I feel like when he branched out, it was kind of after Nas's, I don't want to say prime, but like the heavy Nas era. They got a song together on Swiss Beats' latest album, the one that came out last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. But other than that, I think that's it. Yeah. That's wild. Um. Oh, that's that's that'd be a dope collab too. Maybe that's something that we'll we'll play with later on, like on an episode, like matching artists with with producers to come up with like a classic album. We'll we'll play with that idea. I like where we're going with this already. Um, but we're. Getting... I got one more though. Go ahead. Hold on. So Cardi's main producer, who, I mean, he literally has produced like all of her number ones. Is this cat named Jay White? Well, Jay White did it. Is his IG? I would really be interested in seeing a Nas collab with him. Okay. I mean, I feel like her production is, and I mean, this is controversial, and you know, but I feel like her production is key to her success, honestly, Uh, as an artist. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. Question for you, Mary. Uh, RZA, Nas, any interest there? 
<laughs> that will be weird for me. But, <laughs> I mean, listen, RZA finesses everything. So, you know. I feel like if he does, uh, if RZA does the whole complete Nas album, something's just telling me I got to break out a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Break out a dictionary. They be making up words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up all kind of like what did he? Oh, that's what it meant. Okay. And you need a five percent or glossary. Like how <laughs> <laughs> are you mathematics? Oh man, that's funny. God cipher divine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll move into the next topic. Uh, so Chris Brown released the uh, track list for Indigo, which is going to be a double album. On this album, he's going to have features from her. Little John, Juvenile, Juicy J, Tyga, Nicki Minaj, G Easy, Gunna, Jordan Lucas, Lil Wayne, Drake. I could keep going on. Tory Lanez is on the on the track or two too. What do you guys make of this track list? Have you seen it? Any of these collaborations you're really looking forward to? You see how long that shit is? Yeah, I know. Well, shit is yeah. like is what is it like thirty tracks? Is how long the album is? Be- between that one and the other one, you came out. That's like seventy, almost eighty tracks. Yeah. Jesus wow. Christ! Um, I listened to the three re- uh, three tracks that he did release. Uh, the one with Drake, I think is I forgot what it's called. Ident- Identity undecided. That, like that one was like you got it, girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know what? That is a that is that's a cool track though. They know how to they know how to catch catch the the lady's ear. Um, oh yeah! Now it's every Insta hose caption on their <laughs> IG pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got the joint that he sampled from. Um, God, I'm drawing a blank with the uh, with the song that he sampled. That was good as well, though. But um, I mean, I'm gonna listen to it, of course. That's a God. That's that's almost a full day of just listening to his album. Yeah. So can I just say this is the first Chris Brown project that I'm not super excited about, and all these collabs sound dope. Chris Brown's music never disappoints. I so I was like a huge fan of Chris Brown. Um, just everything about him. He's an all-around entertainer. Um, I mean, he could dance. He's cute. All that. And his recent behavior, I think I'm finally getting to a place where it's hard to separate the person from the music. And he's just pathetic to me these days. Mm. I hate to say that out loud, but so I don't know. I feel like it kind of has made my, you know, appetite for him go away. Like, I'm kind of like, yeah. So. Crazy part is I agree with you. I agree with you, too. It's like. It's just getting to be too much. Um, The track list itself, I mean, it's cool. Uh, There's a couple. I'm I'm interested to see what he does with Juvenile. him and him and Trey Songs doing the song together would be interesting too. I'm tired of the him and Jordan Lucas collabs. Like they've just gone to that well one too many times for me, so I'm kind of sick of it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Mary though. Chris Brown's just becoming more and more problematic, and it's it's because because he, he started to clean up his act right, and then now it's going mm-hmm. back downhill. I don't know. I think I think he disappointed us, and we never forgave him for it. Uh, and I think it was selfish of us to put him on that, uh, well, that trajectory of, um, I would say, becoming the next or coming close to being the next Mike because of the, you know, the whole dancing and, and, and the singles that he put out. And then I'm not going to lie. He's a part of that hybrid R&B. You know what I mean? Um, whereas I, I really love R&B. And I, from time to time, I could listen to that. Like his first album was dope. I think that's his best album to this day. But, you know, after that, it kind of like, you know, was hit and misses here and there. 
mean, he got his he, he got his core fan base, so they love everything that he does. But from somebody that was listening to him since his career started, you know, ever since his first album, everything has been like you know here, there, sometimes, maybe. Um, so we'll see. And then this right here, thirty-two tracks, it's just like, bro, come on. That shooting percentage, I don't, I don't see a great shooting percentage with a thirty-two track list. Now, you you said that we that that they almost try to make him the next Michael Jackson, but my this is so this is a separate question. So it's not not saying he's the next Michael Jackson, but is he the Michael Jackson of this era? Yes, I would have to say. Because I can't think of anybody else with the combination and the moves and the tr- and also the track that he came out with, um, like the fine China track. That's that's still a banger to me. I really like that, and it reminds me of Michael Jackson in a way. Uh, and, I, and, and I, even the fact that he started as a kid. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. Even the problematic end of it, <laughs> he, yeah. he's very similar. Yeah. But when I see him now, he's like an addict. Like, he truly looks like an addict now. Like, it's, I don't know, it's gone to another level. Do you think he's past his peak? Like, his prime? I think if it, if he didn't do drugs, he wouldn't be. But he's truly like a cokehead, among other things. I mean, it's to the point where he's doing it out in public in clubs and shit, and they're, he's getting caught. Like, come on. Right. <laughs> Because R and B, like he's still fairly young, and mm-hmm. in, in R and B, he just yeah, turned like, thirty. He, he's he has he prime yeah. years in R and B right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You got a point. I think that uh, I don't know. Chris Brown is such an interesting case because it's like <laughs> his impact can't be denied at all. But like, I wonder if all the extra shit is gonna take away from his legacy if he does have one. And like you said, the drugs, like. It makes you think about the quality of music if that's gone down. Like it's Chris Brown is just concerning in general. It just kind of sucks to see him go the way he has because we have seen him grow up pretty much. Uh-huh. So, but let's move on. Uh, Tory Lanes in uh, a video clip was released from him uh, filming a music video in which the director was trying to replace um, a darker skinned woman with a lighter skinned model. Uh, it's been some people have called this out as a publicity stunt. So I want to ask you guys: Do you think it is a publicity stunt? And if it is not, do you what do you think that the impact of this uh, has with with Tory Lanez, you know, trying to combat colorism, quote unquote? What do you think, Mary? Can't hear you. I'm I'm truly confused by this. Like truly confused. Um, I mean, I so I was seeing this on Twitter as it was unfolding, and so when it first came out, I was like, okay, you know, more power to you, Tory Lanez. And then when I saw that the dark-skinned model in question came out saying that that was not (laughs) real and that it basically was staged for publicity or clout, whatever we want to call it. It was like, why would you do this? Like, we are in the midst of all of this drama as a people in regard to colorism, and you want to try to get a little clout off of stirring the pot? Like, I'm just disgusted if that's true. I mean, who knows, you know? But that what would even make him think to do that? Like... (laughs) I don't know. Just crazy. Yeah. These dudes from Canada, man. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Canada's been having a bad <laughs> and a good week. So that's why I'm laughing. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. So 
when I when I got the uh, I was actually listening to another show and they was breaking it down and they said yeah it was a lie well at least one of the uh, models said it was a lie and it was staged so in the beginning I'm like oh okay that's dope then when I heard that when she came out and said it was a lie and I'm like you know what I don't like I'm not surprised I am not surprised by this action. So, yo, these cats is weird. Every day, like, I'm not surprised, but they do surprise me by continuing to do weird stuff like this. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it, it is. It's a different generation. Like, all the, the stage stuff and the doing shit for publicity, like, it's it's all clout chasing. I mean, we had an episode called They'll Do Anything for Clout. Like, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they will do anything and they use everything but the music nowadays to kind of generate buzz or attention for what they do. And the shit's really sad when you think about it. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, man. I, I don't know either, but we'll go ahead. We'll move on. We're going to our first break. We'll have, come back, talk about something a little bit more positive. We'll be right back after this. Sometimes I, I get so emotional, um, and people always say I cry, but I, I, I cry because it's a lot to take in. I'm thankful, humble. I'm grateful to be up here with so many geniuses in this room I've met so many people that I looked up to and still look up to as songwriters and producers alright so one of my faves of all time uh, we actually have an episode of the Breaks Radio uh, early on just talking about Missy Elliott's impact for uh, hip hop in general and what she's meant as a songwriter as a producer, as an artist um, finally inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. What do you guys think? How big is this for hip hop? And especially like with the rise of female MCs, what what do you think this is going to mean to this generation? About time, giving her damn props. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. She, I, you know what? She could be making a case for uh, Mount Rushmore uh, amongst mm. the women. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If we're just limited amongst the women, absolutely, absolutely, hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you know, it's, it's about time. I'm, 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 I'm happy for it. I've seen the speech. Um, that's dope, Mary. Um, I completely agree. I mean, Missy was one of our first innovators in hip hop, right? Like she kind of took it and did something different with it. And she sang, but she had bars, and then she even danced, <laughs> and she wrote her own shit, and then wrote other people's shit. So. I think she really is the pinnacle of what a female MC or any MC really, but if we're, you know, being gender specific, um, what everyone should aspire to be. I mean, she uh-huh. she definitely was out of the box with it. Absolutely. I mean, she did a damn video with wearing a trash bag. And <laughs> let's not forget, <laughs> she was like plus size back then when it really wasn't embraced to be plus sized so there's just so so many doors that she kicked in that i'm happy she's getting her flowers Absolutely. well she can still smell them yeah and, and she had finger waves too oh yeah, yeah. Finger waves. And, and and the thing with missy too is that she she's back then kind of what made music videos be something more uh than than just a normal flat out video you kind of listen in the back like you had to watch a missy Elliott video because those visuals oh. were amazing. She changed a thousand percent. And and you kind of look at like Ludacris kind of took that and ran with it as well. Like there's still impact and threads of what she did with music videos that are still impacted today. Like Missy Elliott is 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 a great <laughs> just beacon for this this industry as a whole. And you know, 
when you look at the the list of songs that she wrote for other people, like some of those I didn't even know. Like she it's she she more than deserves this. As a matter of fact, we may be too late in inducting her, but like Mary said, it's good that she that we got to induct her while she's still here to uh to take her flowers. So I think I think uh there should be other awards created, which I think that's another topic for another show. Uh other hip hop awards. Mm-hmm. But I think she took the torch because I think she she rebirthed hip hop in in that era that she came up in you know what i mean like so we already know we already know some of the elements of hip-hop is you know uh battle rapping graffiti dancing break dancing uh emceeing djing and things like that but most important like the visuals as well like you said about the videos you had to watch it it was like a little it was like a small movie yeah so Missy Elliott has also said that her new album is finished. I know Baylor, you've had this thing with like old artists from the nineties coming back. What do you think about a Missy Elliott project in 2019? And what, what do you expect it to be? Oh, but see the thing is she's not on the block, you know, <laughs> fishing rocks, you know, she's yeah. not necessarily killing people. She makes fun music. So, you know, it's just you at this point, I just want to see how creative she is at this age. That's it. Okay. And are you coming with the videos too? I'm there for it. Mary? We, we all we all remember the world premiere pu- 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 yeah. pu- pu- premiere premiere i'm ready for that <laughs> oh without a doubt um missy is to echo baylor is one of those people that if she dropped something now i'd actually be looking forward to it and i would have no doubt that it would be something dope <laughs> like um so yeah like i'm I mean, she made a little comeback a few years ago, right? When she had she performed at the Super Bowl, yeah. because I think that's how my daughter actually became aware of her. So then, through that, she got a whole new crop of people, you know, an, another generation kind of aware of her greatness. So yeah, I want her to keep it going. There you go. I'm I, yeah, I, like Bailey said, I'm excited to see what the videos is. She can still dance. The choreography has always been amazing. Like. How much? How much? Do you think? How much Timberland do you think we get on this next project? Do you think we get a lot of Timberland on it? I think I, sh- I would say it, she should. I mean, she should let she should let Timberland just tear that whole album up, <laughs> please, please. Yeah. And the, and the, as far as the videos, do we need Hype Williams back? I, shit, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and I think I think she should. Hey, this is the ideas that I'm giving you, Missy. So you know, holla at you know what I'm saying. Uh, I think she should take certain or special things from her old videos and and put them in her new video as like um, Easter eggs. Ooh, I like that. You, you just you just gave a lot of ideas. G- gave the game away for free. Uh, go ahead, Mary. No, I'm I'm here for everything Baylor just said. Hype Williams, you really took it back, back. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Um, well, let's let's move into the next topic. So. Uh, <laughs> Little Duvall is trying to own the summer again. Uh, him and Charlamagne came out with "Black Men Don't Cheat." <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta play this. You gotta play this during dominoes or stage. You have to. You get that's because that's what the track sound like. I'm not about to play this around my wife. Um, because I don't, I don't feel like getting into no debate or anything like that. No, you can play that at a barbecue though. You know. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a barbecue track. It was interesting to hear Charlamagne, though. That was dope. He don't have a voice to rap, but you know what he was spitting was it was it was funny. I need a video too. Yeah. It, oh, it's coming. I, so living my best life. It took us like I swear it felt like it took us like three months to get a video today after the single uh, drop. Oh yeah. I mean, it, you know, nowadays like the, the video 
videos are down. I mean, if they do, if if they do create a video, is is ends up on World Star first or YouTube or something like that. Um, you know, I don't. I just think the the love for videos have went down. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever come back though. Maybe, maybe. I mean, listen. You would so. think you would you would think you would think you would think it would be a high demand with with everybody being on social media, or or maybe that's just what it is. Everybody instead of watching it on MTV or BET or something like that, we're watching it on Twitter, IG, YouTube. So YouTube on. killed killed the music video because now you can watch it when you want to. Think about it like. Yeah. Back in the day, like when we we tuned into 106 and Park because we knew probably what was going to be in the top 10. We wanted to see those videos. You knew for sure they'll yeah. be playing in rather than turn it on and, and just have to catch whatever whatever's randomly playing. Like nowadays, you can go and you can you can digest that when you want to. You can go search for a specific video. So like I we we had we. And that's an uh, interesting conversation we should probably break into, too, is like, why did the music video die off? And I don't know if it's died off. I just think that, honestly, no one's I don't watch live TV, period, anymore, much less no damn BET for, for no music videos. You feel me? So I just I just think people now just watch it when they want to. I think it's because it's a lot of content out there. It's, it's, it's a lot of like it's oversaturated. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. So so like you said, we used to wait on that countdown and prior to that. We used to pay for videos. Shout out to if you was old enough for when the box was out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Time, you know how much money we spent on California Love and Damu Rider? I mean, that's West Coast stuff. But I'm just saying it was videos back to back, back to back, back to back. And we had to pay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, even BET Uncut, you know? Oh, yeah. To this day, we already know Tip Drill is the... <laughs> that's like the grandfather of that, so... Yeah, and then... Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, too, I think too. like, now, because we have music on demand, too, like Spotify, too, that, like, BET used to be our way, if we didn't want to listen to the radio, of hearing music. Like, sometimes you didn't even stop and actually watch the video. You just wanted to hear the music. Now, because we have all this music easily at our fingertips to pull up when the hell we want it, why i mean and then you can hear it on the go so why stop and watch a video when you can hear it on the go right so right um yeah i think we lost mary but you know hopefully she comes back on we're gonna go ahead and get into our last break and we're gonna come back and uh discuss two topics i'm excited to get into hey guys it's your girl back easy hi everybody it's your girl joanne hey guys it's trell and this is the, the team. team and we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from abcs of sex to finding your passion Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, Baylor. So um, I know we this was again on the lost episode, but we're going to bring it back because it's a great topic to discuss. Who or what was the biggest failure in hip hop? Okay, so uh, to go back on what I said, um, I... I previously said, and it's a lot of things, but the one that I came up with was uh, the death of Big, Big and Pac. And I felt like those were two cornerstones of hip hop that uh, forced people to put out and uh, to put out great projects. Uh, we already know how we hold these two at a high standard. You know, anywhere you go, if they got Big and Pac in their top five, it's one A, one B. Um, and I think they demanded a lot of respect for the culture. I don't think a lot of these artists that's out now would have would have come out. You know, even though in today's world, I don't think we would have what was going on today if they were still alive. I think they would have ventured off and doing 
started to do different things, I think Big would have went the whole Jay-Z route. I think Pac would have went the Nipsey route. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I think it would have been, you know, the coach would have been stronger, not necessarily where it's at right now. I think it's wide open right now. A lot of cats can just upload music and put it out there for us to listen to, whereas back in the day, you had to go stump the pavement. But prior to that, you had to actually put in a lot of work into your music and then go down to the stations and, and the, uh, the, the the buildings and try to get your music listened to. And I, I think by losing them two, it's just, you know, I mean, Jay-Z went his route, Nas went his route. We had DMX. We seen him fall off, um, you know, and, and hip-hop was, you know, hip-hop was, was birthed off of strong MCs and groups, but we didn't have a lot of strong groups after that either. True. Oh, damn. I think I agree with you like that. I just I don't know if I can categorize that as a failure. I think that's a that's the biggest loss in hip hop for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but like I think I think like the the over reliance like what I, I what I said last week when we recorded was auto tune. Like I definitely think that's a tool that got overly used and all and not not even just rap but music period and it just really made it something where it's like it took this it took the skill out of the game like it, it made it made artists lazy it made Lil Wayne lazy it made Kanye lazy to a certain degree like it 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 made people lazy I think in their creative lanes where which you know Kanye and Wayne aren't anything to sleep on like in their history so like to say that like for them to see their their over reliance on autotune to a point I definitely think that that was a failure in hip-hop Mary is back in the building y'all Mary we are talking about uh or discussing what who or what was the biggest failure in hip-hop what do you think Baylor said uh the loss of Biggie and Pac and I said the over reliance on autotune damn I mean that's a tough act to follow (laughs) (laughs) I say that both of those collaborate are definitely huge Um, well I have two things to add one I'd say the loss of pun that was Mm. okay yeah um, and, like you know, that. the fact that it came on the heels of, like, Biggie and Pac losing them to violence and, you know, senselessness that probably was exacerbated by hip-hop. And then Pun just fucking had, like, a heart attack. It was like, it felt like it shouldn't have happened. Um, the other thing that I would say is Kanye going left. Like, oh, wow. imagine how great Kanye would be if he was still the old Kanye. Like, and how great everyone around him would be. I don't know. Like, to me, I feel like this is a huge loss. Like, I feel like we lost him, honestly. Yeah. Even though he's still here. Uh, There's a distinct difference that- in the Kanye, like, the first six to eight years of his career to the last three to four years. Like, just creatively, like, let's even take the craziness that Donald Trump had out of it, but just... Yeah, I mean, and when you look at Kanye, like he was looked at as bringing real hip hop back, and for it to come yeah. to where it is now is just sad when you think about it. Oh yeah, I think Extremely. he lost. The, I think he lost the hunger. A lot of people don't talk about the hunger though. You know, you could tell when an artist is putting. You know, when they put out great, a uh, great project, you could you could hear the hunger behind it because they want to get to a certain level. They want a, a certain level of respect and looked at a certain way amongst their peers. And I think once he got to a certain stage, I think he got interested in other things and he was just, he's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, sad. And I, and auto-tune is a drug that they overused. Absolutely. They just overdosed on it. Shout out to Lil Wayne. <laughs> well, that that was good. Um, let's get into 
our last topic for this week and something more fun to kind of lift up the spirit. Uh, so this came to me and putting the little Duval black man don't cheat thing on on uh, the topic. Favorite summer. You know anthem. what is I left for that part. Right? Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. So what? Mary, no, no, what's... no. I'm saying that was strategic. But it wasn't. But <laughs> do you want? Do you want to speak on it at all? Thoughts. Nope. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that was the end of that. All right. Well, Mary, there I'm coming go. to you first on this next one. Then, what's your favorite summer anthem of all time? Um, I would have to say you got to be. It got to be Will Smith. <laughs> I didn't, honestly didn't even think about that one. That's a good one. It's got to be that because every time you every time you hear it, it's like it's it's summer. It's just like when you hear uh, Thriller, you know, you know, uh, Halloween is right around the corner. You know, or or you know, is is Halloween night or whatever. So when I hear summertime or summertime in the LBC, <laughs> you know that one. That's a classic. Uh, when I hear those two, yeah, that's just I could just smell barbecue instantly. Okay, Mary. So. I mean, obviously, I'm a product of my environment. And for me, it would be Triumph because that summer of 97, you could not pass by a car out here or walk a block without hearing that bumping. That's a good one, too. That's definitely a good one. Um, mine would be the Robin Thicke joint. What's the name of it? I don't need Blurred Lines. I oh, love that shit. I know you don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could not get that out of my head. What like, a song. Yeah. Even though he got later got sued, I still I still don't understand how he got sued for that. But uh, I know how he took the whole damn song. I mean, it's, I mean that's that's the thing. <laughs> we gotta debate that. <laughs> I mean, he should have paid his royalties, of course. But damn, like he's not the but, only yeah. one. You got to pay. Yeah. You yeah. got to pay to keep them quiet. But, I mean, that was probably the most successful rendition. So they were coming for him. Like True. That was a blockbuster, like you said. So, Was Back That Ass yeah. Up a summer thing, a summer anthem? Did that come out in the summer? Mm. You, you know what? It, mm. probably start, it probably started out as a summer thing. But now it's like, it's like, it's yearly. Yeah. It's yearly. Yeah. I, just, I I couldn't remember when that when that came out like but to me that that has to probably be the the most successful one hands down because of what you just said still to this day if you start that song you know what time it is you got to go run to the dance floor if you don't run to the dan- <laughs> dance floor you're questionable I need to check you yeah. might have to leave the party what are you not doing <laughs> fair enough <laughs> but that's it man that's it for this week's episode of the Breaks Radio. I'm going to go ahead and give everyone the chance to plug their social media. Ladies first, Mary. I am Miss Mary Almonte, M-I-S-S-M-A-R-Y-A-L-M-O-N-C-E on everything. And Mr. Baylor. Baylor's a great on all social media platforms. Also, uh, I got a new artist for us to listen to. Okay. Uh, I listened to his project once, twice, three times in a row. It's phenomenal. I didn't know the cat was from L.A., but he is. His name is Maxo. He got a project called Little Big Man, and it's refreshing. I'm talking about hip-hop. Like, it just it smells like hip-hop. Okay. I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to have to check it out. Uh, my thing to plug uh, at the end of the show this week is a Netflix film called Beats. For anyone who loves music, uh, also loves, like, coming-of-age stories, Anthony Anderson's in it. It's a great film, and it just came out, like, I think a couple days ago. Yeah, I'm going to tune in to that tonight. All right. Mary, you got anything to plug before we go? You're on mute. Well, no. I'm feeling <laughs> mad left out um, because I didn't know we were doing this, so I'm ill-prepared. But I actually was planning on checking out Beats tonight myself, so... 
I'm with Baylor on that. <laughs> there you go. Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about it next week. All right, you guys can follow yes. me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. Make sure you go to thebreaksmedia.com to check out this podcast as well as podcasts that are on the network as well. That's been it. We are the best hip-hop podcast around. Peace. Black men don't cheat. I'm speaking my truth now. Ooh, ooh. We speaking our truth. truth. For a male point of view. Black men stand up. Come on. No matter what they say or what you heard in the streets, everybody knows. Black men don't cheat. A lot of TLC, but we don't ever creep, so F what you heard. Black men don't cheat. Whoever saying otherwise just lied through their teeth, because everybody knows. Black men don't cheat. So next time you out, they try to jam you in the streets, you make sure you tell them. Black men don't cheat. Hey, I love my old lady. That's my baby. Think I'm leaving up for you. Bitch, you crazy. crazy. The hoes will attack. Yeah. No matter where you are, I got two words for you. Faithful and black. Faithful and I know black. you mad. Yeah. Big, big man. Yeah. I'm an honest black man. You can't put me on blast. Yeah. So screenshot a nigga. Yeah. We just gon' laugh. Duval ain't shit. She already know that. No sir. No sir. No sir. I got a girl and you not hurt. Nah. Now have a seat. I'm a black man, girl. I don't cheat. We don't cheat. So no matter what they say or what you heard in the streets, everybody knows. Black men don't cheat. A lot of TLC, but we don't ever creep. So f what you heard. Black men don't cheat. Whoever saying otherwise just lied through their teeth, cause everybody knows. Black men don't cheat. So next time you out, they try to jam you in the streets. You make sure you tell them. Black men don't cheat. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.